Welcome to 7-Minute Opinions, your audio guide to thought-provoking arguments from a variety of the week's writers and thinkers. Today, senior correspondent Damon Linker talks about the sheer terror of being alone with our thoughts. While walking through the airport recently, I found myself thinking of the 17th century French philosopher and mathematician Blaise Pascal. A line of his came to mind as I looked up in irritation at one of the dozens of televisions blasting CNN throughout the terminal. I'm Wolf Blitzer, you're in the Situation Room. The racket reminded me of the piped-in music that passerbys are subjected to while strolling down the sidewalk outside of strip malls near my home in the Philly suburbs. And the overly loud pop tunes that are regularly played as not-quite-background music in restaurants these days. Well, somehow all of this leads me back to our dear philosopher's haunting aphorism. The eternal silence of these infinite spaces terrifies me. Pascal is hardly the only one to experience this distinctive form of terror. We live today in a world filled to capacity with audio, visual, and cognitive forms of stimulation and distraction, cramming every nook and cranny of existential space as if the worst thing in the world, the most unendurable torture, would be a few moments of silence left alone with our own thoughts. This is not hyperbole. A recent experiment studied our ability to sit quietly alone, and the results were not encouraging. One quarter of the female participants and two-thirds of the male participants chose to shock themselves rather than sit passively in silence for 15 minutes. One particularly masochistic chap managed to shock himself an astounding 190 times in that 15 minutes. So what, you might ask, is going on here? Some cultural critics are quick to blame technology for turning us into stimulation addicts who want and need ever more elaborate, sophisticated, and intense forms of diversions. But I'd argue that we're just as equally drawn to distractions, even painful and dangerous ones, by a deep-seated anxiety that is coeval with the human condition. Sure, anxiety fluctuates in intensity throughout history and across different cultures. Even Alexis de Tocqueville noticed that Americans of the early 19th century were more anxious than his fellow Frenchmen. But the anxiety that literally drives us to distraction could still be a permanent human possibility. So where might this anxiety come from? Some propose an evolutionary answer, that focusing completely internally is unnatural because we've evolved to monitor our environments. Maybe. But as an existentialist, I'm inclined to follow philosopher Martin Heidegger down a different, deeper, and darker path of speculation. That we flee solitude and the silence that goes with it because it reminds us of death. Heidegger proposed that we human beings are uniquely terrified of our own mortality because we're more keenly aware than any other animal of all we have to lose by dying. Each of us inhabits a world overflowing with meaning. We care deeply, almost infinitely, about ourselves, our lives, our loved ones. And the prospect of losing it all of the world and everything in it winking out of existence when we cease to be, is unspeakably horrifying. We spend much of our lives fleeing from the fact of our finitude, throwing ourselves into the world and its concerns, including technological distractions and diversions. 
Unfortunately, it's impossible to escape the truth. Occasionally, a dawning awareness of the groundlessness of our ordinary, everyday pursuits transfigures the world. When that happens, we grasp, as we otherwise rarely do, that our lives are lived hovering over an abyss that at some level we know with complete certainty will eventually swallow us whole, along with everything we've ever cared about. Nothingness. That is what we're trying to wave away when we reach for our phones and line at the grocery store, and when the obtrusive music played during a meal rescues us from what would otherwise be an excruciatingly awkward silence. So yes, Wolf Blitzer yammering out of a dozen televisions at high volume is annoying, but it's also perfectly understandable why we secretly find it comforting. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Opinions. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And as a thank you for listening to this podcast, we at The Week would like to offer you four totally free, non-commitment issues of The Week magazine. To get those, visit theweek.com slash four free. And happy listening! Happy listening!